Welcome back to Go Get Your Shine Box, a gritty real world podcast that tells it like it is. How's everybody doing tonight? Well, as a matter of fact, things have been better, Uh, but thanks for asking. (laughs) <laughs> little technical problems too but, yeah uh, what are you gonna do you know? yeah and also dog problems yeah and dog problems are worse than technical problems yeah technically speaking so anyway we're gonna jump into something again uh, to show our diversity if you will because we're all, we're all about the diversity here at go get your shine box uh our tonight's topic which by the way is episode 20 which is kind of a landmark uh, for us, to the big two zero. Why you need an AR fifteen? Yeah, there's, there's. Are you, are you got an audio ready to go? Or are we going to talk about? No, let's. Uh, you know, let's toss this idea around. I need a little more gain from Joe, and then um, I'm going to do a brief history. Uh, I got a, a couple of a uh, couple of lines on a brief history. All right. Uh, the the current political debate over. AR-15s, aka assault weapons, is is purely uh, pushed by number one politicians, but number two useful idiots, uh, people who are unwilling to uh, think about their position or even understand uh, statistics uh, of you know assault rifle involved crimes and and so forth it's sheer ignorance and 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 when you have the availability of knowledge and you continue to go down that path of ignorance there's something wrong with you yeah well i think that there's actually there's multiple reasons yeah where they they pick on on the ar-15 and it's not that they don't want us to have the ar-15 it's that they don't want us to have any firearm at all and they're just using the AR-15 because it, it happens to be the most popular, most owned firearm in the United States right now. So yeah, that, well, that's I where mean, they'll start. You can't avoid the fact that number one, it looks similar to a military weapon, and that makes it easy for them to decry it as scary wep- as a scary weapon. Sure. But the politicians, this is this is a perennial. Uh, um, uh, uh, money raiser. Uh, oh, sure. It's an it's a it's a base issue. It, it's yeah. it's an industry. Yeah. For them, it's a cash cow. Yeah. So keep that in mind. So let's go into a brief history because you know there's there's people out there that you know they know a little bit but they don't know everything. Uh, we don't know everything, but we we know most uh, or more I should say more than others in, in some cases. We we know a little bit more. Anyway, that rifle was first used in mass uh, during the Vietnam War as an alternate to the uh, the M14 rifle at the time, which they they used uh, both. Uh, yeah. But if you were lucky enough to get the uh, the uh, M16, and the AR, it, this is a little bit confusing because this is where people say, "Well, it's a military weapon." Well, AR, we'll get into once I complete this, you'll understand what I'm talking about. In the 50s, the gun manufacturer uh, Colt purchased the rights. 
uh, to the rifle, but had difficulty selling it to the U.S. military. I think I believe well because the M14 was 30 cal, and they were they were a little bit suspicious about a 22 no, no, caliber. No, no. The, the M14, the M14 was a 308. Uh, yeah, it's 30 caliber. Thanks. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the Armalite Division of Fairchild is the uh, first phase of the company's history, and where it uh, first built the AR-10 rifles. In uh, 1959, the Armalite Company sold the design to Colt, which is that's a little reversed. Um, in 1963, the U.S. military selected Colt to manufacture the automatic rifle. It soon became the standard issue for U.S. troops in Vietnam. Uh, it was known as the M16. So that's that's the where, where the little confusion is with the people who don't care to to dig into the history. Armed with that success, Colt ramped up production of the semi-automatic version of the M16 that uh, they sold to law enforcement and the public, marketed as AR-15. When Colt's patent for the AR-15 expired in the 70s, other manufacturers began making similar models, like they do with every other uh, end of patent. Uh, those gun makers gave the weapons their own names, yet the popularity of AR-15 turned into a generic term of all styles of AR-15 rifles, kind of like the Q-tip thing. And here's, here's the most important fact, if there's if anything you could take from this, AR stands for Armor Light Rifle. Uh, that was It's named after the company that developed the firearm to begin with. Contrary to popular beliefs, it doesn't stand for assault rifle or automatic rifle. Well, that's the new definition from the left, though. So it'll be now, it'll be referred to as the automatic assault rifle. Hold on. I am consulting with the Ministry of Truth. Go ahead. Um I'm sorry, but uh, we're going to have to uh, imprison you for misinformation. It is, defini- <laughs> it is definitely an assault rifle. And it's not thirty caliber, I bet. <clears throat> <laughs> no, it's not. It's, it, I don't care what anybody says. It's a twenty-two caliber. Okay? 22 caliber. It's a twenty-two caliber. And, and, uh, and, and that's a fact, Jack, as they said in uh, Stripes. All right. Yeah. So let's... Let's talk. Let's talk a little bit about the the AR-15 and and how it's been banned, uh, or how it's been they they tried to ban it for stupid things like if it has a bayonet lug, it's it's considered dangerous and illegal to own in New Jersey. Yeah, so, yeah, it's specific to states. You're correct. Yeah. Right. So what? Somebody could somebody maybe maybe Paul maybe you can explain to me. Why does a bayonet lug make a, a rifle dangerous? Well, everybody knows that getting stabbed is a lot more painful and deadly than getting shot with a bullet. Everybody knows that. Everybody knows that. Everybody knows. So, but it, so, so that means that you can put your 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 uh, bayonet on the end of your rifle and you can stab somebody with it. What about, if you, what about if you take you put your bayonet on the end of a broomstick and run into a crowd of people? Well, then it's a Nancy Pelosi assault broomstick. Oh, okay. She can also ride it around as a mechanical weapon. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, the, the, the minutia out there as far as the regulation of the AR um, is absolutely crazy. And by the way, there's approximately, uh, and then nobody knows for sure, but approximately, legally speaking, uh, 20 million um, AR uh, variants in the United States. Uh, now, why don't we uh, talk a moment about why there are 20 million AR variants 
in the United States. Well, we, we can do that. And then after that, I, we have a couple of bullet points and some, some uh, right, presentations well, from Clint Smith about the, uh, the, the said rifle. Um, all right. Why? Well, first of all, they became popular uh, when they were produced by Colt as a civilian weapon. Um, one main reason was it was light. It had a high capacity. It was an easy gun to shoot. It was uh, field strippable very easily. I mean, you literally push one one detent plug um, pin, and it breaks open. Um, it, as it went on, like any other popular item, regardless whether it's a gun or not, it, it became a massive aftermarket parts uh, after after aftermarket parts market. I guess that's a double a double whammy. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that that it, it, that intrigued because- a lot of people. Because it was because it was and, yeah. it was fun. You could it was something it was something you could play with. It's something you can modify and change and have fun with it. I and, think you nailed it, Joe. I think that's exactly the point. You could yeah, it was a, a fun point. gun. It is a fun yeah. gun. And you can accessorize it in a thousand different ways with different grips and sights and whatever rails and uh, colors. Uh, you name it. I early on I had bought a uh, a Colt SP1. Now that's that is like the uh, the sporter. Uh, that's like the holy grail of AR15s. Everybody wants a an original Colt, and I had I had this Colt SP1 with the triangle stock that was issued in Vietnam and twenty inch barrel. And by all practical modern reasons today. Nobody really wants that rifle because it's not, it doesn't have the collapsible stock and the, it's sick in the short barrel and you know doesn't look really mean compared to some it, of the stuff that's it's out. It's not tactical, right? It's not exactly, but it was a classic and I and it's something that I, you know, and this is America, so it made me happy. New Jersey banned it. I'm not even allowed to own that gun in New Jersey because for for as a bayonet lug. Oh my God, it has a flash suppressor. So that means you can only, you can still see the flash, but it's not as bright. Um, what else? It has, what, what else, Jim? What, is, what, am I, what else does it have that, that makes it illegal? It, oh, it says, it's stamped on the side of the gun. It says AR-15. And yeah. any rifle, any rifle that is an AR-15 in New Jersey that actually says AR-15 is illegal. But if you have one that says AX15, that's okay. Yeah, a variation. But, uh, and, uh, but it's back the to, same gun. It's yeah, the same gun. Is. But back to our original point, why do you need one? Oh, why do you need one? Why do you need one? And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw out a couple reasons here, and then we, we'll, we can discuss them. I got four bullet points, and we can discuss them as we go. Wait, why do you need golf clubs? Well, you were, we're going to get into the controversy of that, but this isn't, this isn't an anti or pro gun. This is just why does the average person need an AR-15? Um, take somebody generically off the street that doesn't have any political views one way or another and say, this is why you need one. Uh, and I don't have, these aren't in any particular order uh, re- regarding most important or less important, but number one, uh, home defense. And, and of course, people are going to say, well, you need a, a machine gun for home defense. Well, home defense uh, regarding multiple intruders, uh, home break-ins, smashing grabs, uh, whatever they're doing nowadays. Uh, and, of course, depending on where you're living. Uh, and it's not a machine gun. No, it's not a machine gun. Of course not. I just threw that in as a uh, a little troll for the lefties. Uh, 
But here's a little here's a little clip uh, from uh, our friend Clint Smith uh, that gives you a little insight. And it's kind of, he's kind of quirky, but he has a couple of good points. So check this out. Urban rifle in the most simple definition is would be how to fight with a rifle inside what you would consider to be normally pistol ranges. And um, that is actually where most rifle fights take place, contrary to popular belief. Uh, I understand and I accept the ideas of shooting targets at five or 600 yards and that it's fun and that it can be efficient. I got all that. But in reality, most fights take place at relatively short ranges. Those of you from the private sector, the reason urban rifle would be so important is this you would be hard pressed to find uh, and justify it before a jury of your peers why I shot somebody at 400 yards with a scope rifle, where I probably am gonna be pressed hard to justify why I shot somebody at 40 yards with a rifle. Um, four yards, eight yards down the hallway, linked to my house. Yes, it could be done and we could do it. People go, well, isn't a rifle a bit much for using inside? Uh, yes, except the idea of being in a fight is to win. <laughs> And I could give you several reasons why you should shoot somebody at 400 yards, but that's just the first. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that's a. Um, I'm not even sure that's a um, close to this topic. <laughs> but, anyway. but yeah, so so there you have it. Yeah, and it's worthwhile bringing up in case you've been living under a rock. Massive increases in violent crime mostly in cities, but it's creeping out. I've talked to my local police. I live in a semi-rural suburban area, and we've got gang types coming out from the cities uh, doing, you know, smashing grabs on cars and uh, stealing, you know, stealing cars and this sort of thing. And we're 40 miles from the city. Yeah. So, But the word gets yeah. out. You know, whatever's easy pickings. Yeah. And like you said, you know, you a reason the the AR-15 is a very efficient and easy to use weapon for for self defense. Not only that, but it's it's easier for women too. Well, yeah. Now that with with the adaptations of of the adjustable, you know, the entire of the gun is adjustable to some degree, and you could actually uh, we had that argument. Well, I've had this argument with people before. What do you need a retractable stock for? Well, because one size fits all. You know, well, they're if, illegal yeah. in New Jersey. Well, well, New Jersey has barbed wire uh, around the entire state too, so you can't get in or out. Well, yeah. just saying and they're illegal in New Jersey, so. Uh, and some of us don't really care what's illegal in New Jersey. Let's yeah. be honest. Yeah, there but are, there are still, criminals out there. That's that's a that's a good that's a valid point. Um, and and you know, and, and again, I don't want to deviate and get too political yeah. because I really want to stay with the with the reasoning for why somebody would want an AR. Um, but and not to mention it's become an icon, an American icon at that. But yeah, and and to your point about it being adjustable for women, you know, who generally have a smaller frame, smaller reach. It's also like you said in the beginning, it's lighter weight. The recoil is like you said, it's a twenty-two cal- caliber uh, cartridge. It's very light recoil, uh, much different than a woman blasting off her dad's, you know, double-barrel shotgun. Oh yeah, yeah, and it's got that linear buffer pa- um, spring that that takes yeah. that. That little bit of recoil straight back. So, which is, it's an excellent design um, that uh, uh, God and John Browning got together on that one. 
It's also an extreme term. Actually, it was term. stoner, yeah, I was but I made say a mistake. That you, you mean stoner. Uh, <laughs> I meant stoner. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> said yeah, 20 push-ups for that one. I know. You, uh, we're going we're gonna to require some uh, some form of punishment. <laughs> well, I, John I, I can understand you going for browning. Yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, uh, another icon. So we'll let it Absolutely. Well, well, it, appreciate, I mean, appreciate it. common sense would say browning probably had a, a hand in it because he's made so many awesome firearms yeah this is true i appreciate the uh the backup (laughs) uh bullet point too and i'm saying bullet point with pun intended uh another reason that you want to have an ar and again to paul's point a lot of the stuff that's happening today is also uh, brings these bullet points more to light civil unrest okay riots flash mobs have we seen this before uh demonstrations quote unquote um, those types of things. Now I'm not, and I, I threw in a quote unquote, uh, Kyle Rittenhouse and I, I don't recommend doing what he did. I don't agree with what he did, but, um, even though he did what he did, it was still an obvious self-defense scenario, but he plenty of cases, in a bad situation. he did, he did, but plenty of cases throughout the United States and it, I'm not, not Florida so much, but, uh, there's, there's been riots, um, whether they're urban riots, uh, out, you know, coming past your house, coming past your, your brownstone or whatever. Um, and flash mobs, especially, we just saw one of those pop up in Philadelphia. Um, and then again, why would you need an AR? Well, there you go. I'm self-protection. I'm not saying go out and start blasting, you know, people because you can, but if there was a situation where that riot turned to deadly force towards you, you're going to need something more than a six shooter. Um, you're probably going to want something more than a, you know, even a high capacity pistol. Um, and there you go. We have the perfect solution, an AR-15 with a 20-round mag well, or two. Well, again, I'm sorry to bring up politics, but in New Germany, you need to carry a bunch of 10-round magazines with you. Yeah, well, yeah, not not only that, but if you actually carry those around with you, you're, you know, then you're a felon. It, you know, we, we, can't, we can't continue without saying that there are states like New Jersey out there that are okay with you dying at the hands of a criminal. They want that because they want you to be a victim. Somebody told me that today. Who told me that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We might have had that talk. Um, but yeah, so that's a fact. Uh, we'll jump. If, if if no more discussion on civil unrest, let's jump to the, like I said, no particular order. Next bullet point, natural disasters. Uh, we, we had just had a natural disaster here in Florida. And as a natural result of natural disasters, we have looters. Exactly. Um, and our uh, our illustrious uh, governor Ron DeSantis made it well known that we're a two way state. And to the looters, I'd be careful whose door you kicked in because you don't know what's lurking behind it. I believe that was a quote. And um, it's totally illegal to shoot a looter. But let me say that I really hope you got the Polk County Sheriff spooled up. I I don't. I don't. I, I have another Clint Smith pulled up. Oh, okay. <laughs> so it, uh, I, let me re- let me uh, paraphrase the the uh Polk yeah, County sheriff. Yeah. Uh if you find them looting your home, turn them into Swiss cheese. Amen, yeah. brother. So does that answer your question, Joe? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, well, yeah. Well that I tell you what, uh, people are not going to be looting when they realize that they're going to be shot, okay? Yeah, well, and and the Swiss cheese part was an actual quote. <laughs> the rest yeah, of Yeah, no, it that was the, yeah, that this guy doesn't joke around during the yeah. um the uh um the mostly peaceful uh, riots of the entire 2020 year, 
Uh, he also said uh, that um, he had directed it directly at BLM and, and, and the Antwifas. He said, if you come here and you think you're going to take this out to the suburbs, like you said, I already told my citizens in this county they have permission to fire and to shoot to kill. So how fire about at it? will shoot to kill. Are they going to yeah. be playing ACDC when this is going <laughs> yeah, on? Yeah. You know, somebody's bound to have a helicopter with some loudspeakers on it. Yeah, I hey, not to diverge here, but I've been trying to come up with a a playlist for for the spicy times. I got a few good. I got a few good clips. Hey, we sang a couple bars last week. Yes, yes, we did. I think we should. I think we should get ourselves a helicopter, boys. That's what I think. All right, next. No, no, no. I want. I want. A Brinks truck, man. What is wrong with you guys? We can mount an M2 on top. It'll be, I'm telling you, it'll be great. And uh, for you uh, um, libs out there, an M2 is a uh, 50 caliber uh, machine gun. So. I would like a Huey with a, uh, a Dillon mounted in the floor. <laughs> okay, okay I we'll, would, we'll put an M134 on top of the Brinks truck. I would Whatever. like to play this next clip. <laughs> <All right. laughs> And pay close attention, because this is a teaching moment. Number of rounds fired in a fight, this has to do with, like, equipment as well for, like, 1980s. That decade was the last decade for revolvers. The average police officer fired 2.8 rounds to get a hit on the target, and he fired 5.6 rounds per engagement, which means he shot the gun until it was empty. In the 90s, we went to the Glock pistols, okay? They only kept track for four years, and then they quit. And all you have to do is look at New York shooting records, and you can see why. Okay, they fired 12.9 rounds to get one hit on the target. They fired 17.5 rounds per engagement, so they shot the gun until it was empty. Remember, in a fight, most people don't shoot to apply marksmanship. They shoot, okay, because it makes them feel good. If you don't think so, watch CNN, and you'll see a guy like, tick, 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 tick. What's he shooting at? He's shooting at nothing. He's just shooting at shit over there. Well, why don't he even get behind the site? Really? Why don't he get behind the site? 58,212 people were killed in Vietnam. 325,000 were wounded. Half of everyone, half of everyone killed and or wounded in Vietnam was killed and or wounded from the collarbones up. Your head is a relatively important body organ, and when you stick your head up in a fight, someone will put a canoe through that bitch, hence why people go, tick, 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 tick. Okay, so you go like, what the hell does that have to do with me? Don't shoot over the bed. Don't shoot over the hood of the car. Shoot around the end of the bed. Shoot around the dresser. Shoot around the refrigerator. Don't stick your head up over stuff when you shoot because this is kind of important. Okay, shoot around stuff. Even if you're using a rifle, shoot around stuff. Don't put your head over stuff. Okay. So it it took a while to get to the point. Hold on a second. Is that Rex? Who is that? Clint. That's Clint Smith. He sounds like, doesn't he sound like Rex? No. <laughs> but anyway, the point is, it, that was kind of a teaching moment. And, no, uh, you know, that's good. That's good to know. Well, yeah, I mean, and, and people out there don't realize that, you know, they watch a lot of movies and they, you know, especially younger people, not, not, not there's anything wrong with younger people, but they go, you know, they, they want the rifle because who doesn't? Who, what red blooded American doesn't want some form of an AR 15? You, you they're, they're, I don't know any other than, the left but yeah so you know the, the good training and uh and and uh motor motor function and you can be an excellent shot uh, well i and- i find that i'm cheap so i like to conserve ammunition so i'm very selective I that's shoot. why there's a selective fire on there <laughs> you better not have a selective oh fire. man now you're now you're talking <laughs> trouble yeah uh i would just like to add in 
if you watch any uh, any amount of combat footage and and you know some some column gets hit or whatever, you see dudes jump in ditches and they just hold the gun up over their heads and do 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 do. That's exactly what he was doing. I was right. going to say that's what it sounded like he was doing. You know, took, 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 took. you know, I ain't sticking my head up above yeah. the horizon. Yeah. Thank you very much. You see any any uh, Haji or, you know, um, any of those videos behind a freaking old uh, blown up Toyota and he's got his AK up there and that barrel is going everywhere. But down, but down range, <laughs> yeah. you know, because he likes to shoot, you know, so. But, yeah, the head is an important organ <laughs> in, that, in World War One. I know that that a lot of uh, people committed suicide that way in the in the trenches. Oh, popping their heads up. up. Yeah, they would stand. They would they would pick, they picked their heads up. Sniper craft was was coming it was rather big in in uh, World War One. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah. fourth fourth uh, bullet point, and I, and I guess I I said I didn't put in any particular order yet. I kind of saved this one for last because it was it, it's low hanging fruit. Um, why? Should you have an AR-15? The Second Amendment says so. That's why. Um, the Second Amendment says shall not be infringed. And you have the right to bear arms. And you also have the right to bear the most iconic arm of the 20th and 21st century. Okay? Which is the AR-15. Can I get an amen? Amen. And you know, and you know, what, you know what, I don't, what kills me? Is that you hear these libtards crying about the Constitution. You know? And, you know... For their rights, it seems like that they're it's like a selective rights. And if you take away one right, you just eliminate one thing in our constitution that collapses the entire constitution. Well, exactly. And the ironic part about it is they're marching and complaining about a constitutional right that's not in the constitution. Um. And that 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 comes from the point of ignorance, right. and and again, I don't know what the technical term is, but if you're ignorant, you can be unignorant just by learning something, right? Yes. But if you choose not to learn that, which makes you not ignorant any longer, that I don't know what that makes you at that point. A genius. <clears throat> um. <laughs> well, that was a big gap there. Yeah. I know. But did I stump you? Uh, yeah, you stumped me. Oh. I was oh. waiting for an answer. <laughs> I gave you an answer. I said genius. I mean, yeah. That makes you a genius. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes you smarter than the rest of the pack. Yeah. Well, if if you're thinking we're nearing uh, the wrap-up, I, I would like for you to talk about this. Uh, what What to do next? Say you've never shot shot an AR, um, or you you're a new buyer. Uh, what do you, what do you do? Well, we we got a guy. I know a guy. Uh, why don't you take it, Jim? Well, the first thing you want to do is get familiar with with uh, the type of weapon that you're going to buy. If in fact that's what you know you're going to go out to buy, and of course this podcast is all about why you need one. So do a little research. Watch a couple goofy videos, and they are goofy. Most of them on YouTube. But ultimately, what you're going to have to do is you're going to have to go visit a gun store. And if it's your absolute first gun purchase, uh, go to a reputable gun store. Most of them are pretty decent. It takes it takes a pretty long time, and, and it's a pretty uh, uphill battle uh, for somebody to get an FFL, depending on your state. So 
if you go to a mid mid size to a smaller, you might get more attention, but you might have a less of a selection. So I would suggest going to maybe a smaller place. Maybe you can get a little education. Maybe you can fill out some of the guns. Uh, and gun guys and gun gals love to talk. At that point, uh, you might want to go to a bigger store and uh, and and then find because you'll get a better price. To be honest with you, you, Bobby, you might want to you might want to. I hate to interrupt you real quick, but you might want to try to find a place that actually has a range. Also, there are several in New Germany that I know of that that are gun stores that also have a range where you can shoot. Also, well, sure, of course. So so once you once you start talking to somebody, they'll start showing you their wares. Um, and then you're going to find, uh, you know, how it fits you. Um, you can just buy the rifle. Like I said, I always have, depending on what state, you know, do your paperwork, whatever you have to do. You can just buy the rifle, buy a box of ammunition and go home if you want. I would seek out a, a, a qualified instructor um, if, if, um, if you're going to be serious about it and get acquainted uh, with, with the mechanics of the rifle. Once you get acquainted with those mechanics, it's, it's, um, it, it's like riding a bicycle. and I- Okay, well, I don't mind interrupting, but I'll say this. Uh, look up uh, gun clubs in, in your area. They have public, private gun clubs. Uh, most are going to be more than willing to have uh, a newcomer come on and, and show you the ropes. Secondly, um, you, you got any uh, advice about uh, getting some information or training from the NRA? Oh, you could, for sure. You can go on their site and you can find plenty of um, information. You can find local instructors uh, for that matter. Uh, you know, it might cost you some money. And good to your point, Paul, gun clubs are a great idea, especially when they're uh, readily available. Most gun clubs are, you know, are going to um, give you a free pass for the day. Uh, you can make some friends, talk to some people. Jim. And to be perfectly honest with you, you could probably go and join a gun club or visit a gun club and probably get to shoot an AR um, long before you even purchase one. And back to Joe's point, we have a, 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 a restaurant slash range up here where you can actually rent one, which wouldn't be a bad idea before you, sh- you know, before you make the purchase. To see- and at that point, if you're going to rent it, you tell the guy at the counter, you're a first timer, they'll give you some basic instructions because, you know, they want you to be safe. They want you to have fun. And they don't want you, you know, they don't want any um, uh, unauthorized discharges, put it that way. Hey, Jim. So- do we know uh, um, any NRA firearms instructors? Yes. And who might that be? That'd be me. <laughs> oh, so if somebody was in your area, they could contact you. They could reach out. At, uh, they could reach out. At, at, yeah, definitely. Shineboxcontact at gmail.com. And uh, I, I, can, sure. I can testify that uh, Jim knows his shit. Uh, I'm going to just throw uh, this out there as well. Um, a lot of, and I, I've seen people who are new to guns, they're, um, they have some anxiety. Uh, they're a little nervous. Sure. Uh, gun people are like the coolest people on the planet. Uh, they're not like you might think some, you know, uh, bloody. No pretension. That's for sure. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, very cool people. Um, yeah. So, and very serious, and yes. very serious about safety, and using and, and being proper with your guns. Um, so, I mean, yeah, yeah, there are some exceptions to that. There are some assholes out there. Yeah, of, course. of course, there yeah. are. But, but, but the, the interesting, but the mo- in the mo- most part, gun people are very cool people. 
yeah, for the most part. And, and what I'm talking about is they're wanting, wanting to help. They want to yep. teach you what they know. They want to show you how to do it right. They're not going to mock you for not knowing no. something. That That's what I'm talking about. No, it's a great club um, in general. When I say club, I mean a, a great a great community. group of people throughout the country. Community. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we use the community. And they, they love what they do and they like to share it. And um, I've, I've gone to, to numerous uh, gun clubs and... You could spend all day shooting other people's guns if you want. They're just like, hey, try this, try this, try this. Yeah. Isn't that, isn't that the truth, huh? Yeah. And what, what, uh, what I was going to say uh, uh, earlier was the interesting part about a new, a new gun owner, a new gun purchaser, the journey to the point where you have the gun and you, and you're, um, you feel comfortable shooting it, um, rifle, gun. You know, uh, the, the interesting part of that journey is the learning experience that comes with it. You, your your mind. I'd like to do a social experiment. If you, if you could take a a, a diehard um, liberal and take him through the journey, uh, you know, the research, and until he finally is is proficient with that weapon, and see how his attitude has changed. Um, you know, I'm I'm trying to think of an analogy uh, for that. Um, uh, well, it would be the moth that turns into the beautiful butterfly. Well, I was thinking more like the the city person who's never driven a car and is mm -hmm. afraid of cars to the guy who uh, went out and took some driving lessons and now he's driving a car or something of that nature. You know? Yeah, it, it's it's really it's kind of a cool thing. And then, you know, and then it starts, you know, there's that little bit of I, um, I don't want to say addiction, but then you're like, oh, this is really cool. So you know? there, it is. It can be an addiction. Yeah. So, I got to have another one. You know, it's, fun, I gotta have it's another funny. One. Yeah, it's funny you said that because I was thinking it can be an addiction. And and, yeah. and what's kind of what's really cool about it is that there's so many different ways that you can go that, for your interest. I mean, there's so many different types of shooting that you can do. Yeah. And they're very it can be very challenging. They can be very fun. Um, but it's like there's it, it's never ending. The world is no, like, no, and, and I, it, it's open to you. Let me throw another thing out there. I would bet you would have a hard time finding the person who, upon firing their first shot ever, didn't have an enormous grin on their face. <laughs> yeah, especially if it right. hit the target. <laughs> so yes. true. So 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 true. Yeah. You know? yeah. Oh, well, absolutely. It, it's, it's, it's fun. And I don't know why, again, it's, it's willful, uh, obtuseness or, um, why people don't understand that a lot of people out there that shoot are doing it for sport. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And, and this whole, this whole premise of, Oh, you don't need a gun like that. You don't need a gun like that. I, I don't play golf. Hello, yeah. I Jim. don't, um, I, I don't, uh, deny uh, people. You're, out. you're gone, Jim. What happened there? He flatlined. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> we're experiencing technical difficulties. Uh, Jimmy has gone, but uh, he'll be back, I hope. Uh, he uh, he lost his connection down there. It's up to us. Are we well, gonna, we're, we're pretty much near near the end. We're pretty much near the end. And, you know, um, what was that? You know I, had a, I had a thought on my brain that just disappeared when he disappeared. So, maybe that's a, is that a coincidence? Yeah, well, you know that's normally my that's normally my area. I don't deal well with like uh, improv improvisation, but uh, uh, I think we covered up covered pretty much everything you need to know. Um, again, 
uh, follow us on uh, and uh, hit the like button, hit the shares, uh, share this with your friends, uh, other people who you think may be interested in guns. Um, what's our uh, what's our email address? Oh, that's a good one, Paul. It's uh... <laughs> it's uh, it's uh, shinebox at gmail dot com. <laughs> oh, sh- I'm sorry, shinebox contact. At, gmail. at gmail.com. And if you're interested in, uh, and Jim is a certified NRA instructor. And if you're in, live in if you live in Florida, um, give him a, give him a, a shout out. Um, yes. He, 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 he did my instruction not that long ago, uh, when he was up visiting, um, uh, which was, uh, well, no. now that he's not on the, and I can't like blow his head up too much, but he is just freaking ridiculously awesome. Okay, um, and who else? Uh, who else would be good uh, to to listen to if you want to find out more about guns? You've got uh, Kentucky Ballistics, uh, Demolition Ranch. Uh, what's that old guy's name? Oh, oh, how about Hickok Forty Five? Hickok Forty Five. Um, some of these, and uh, if you're on YouTube, hit the like button, share this around, uh, leave a comment. Uh, if you got any questions, we'll uh, answer them all. And uh, other than that, this is Paul signing off. Huh. I wonder if they're still recording. This is Joe signing off. <laughs>